Last week was bogged down by controversy and like real stuff. Scott did love Kelly Rowland and Stoll, but not enough to shift girls aloud. shift girls loud and as well as that Liam kind of was able to separate the weirdness and the craziness from the actual talent of Tattoo and all the things she said won but it didn't knock off girls aloud Mmm Nothing can shift girls aloud you say huh? Gonna hold you to that yeah, what's shifting in the Republic of Ireland? Shifting means getting oh, up with them. So, like, yes. I, there's, there's no way I could shift girls aloud. No. no but I tried. No, I mm. bet you did. Uh, this is the Naughty's Naughty. Welcome back uh, once again. It's Scott and Liam here. We are going through every top 10 single in the UK between the years 2000 and 2009. Uh, by the end of it, we'll each pick our favourite track. And it's when it stays on. So, as much as it's picking our favourite track, it's got to survive the gauntlet. It does. If it's a track now, if it's girls aloud. It's going to have to be the winner for the next seven years. Yeah. Which is, in, for, for you, you could probably do that. For yeah. me, I'm too indecisive and it won't stick around that long. There's some big things and you are, you do go into the detail. You yeah. know, I connect, we connect differently with the song. Yeah, we've so. got different criteria. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so we're in February 2003. Thank you to everyone who's been getting in touch and listening so far. We hope you're liking it. We hope you're enjoying it. It's nice to get back to it. Nice to immerse yourself in um, in 2003 I was going to say better times but based on last week talking about tattoo and the very real world themes of Kelly Rowland uh, are there better times and again like today there's a track one of our tracks today that's kind of also bogged down in like a lot of stuff oh mm. it's exhausting it is or just like get along you know it's just it's music man well so I think we're seeing a common theme where in some elements there's loads of progress and then in other ones they haven't just stayed the same they've got worse yeah. so there's not really much staying the same politically there no. are improvements and then there's just changes um, and maybe that's just is that just society are we are we starting to write a history book on like you know anthropology yeah. I don't know maybe politically actually like in terms of party politics things are different because at this point in uh, the US it's George Bush for the Republican Party wow, yeah. and now it's Joe Biden and the Democrats and obviously at this point it was Tony Blair and Labour Mm-hmm. And now we're saddled with the Conservatives, and at this point we don't know which one it was. Well, there was a removal truck Liz, there the other day, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's either Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak. I'm not sure actually. Maybe it will have happened by now. I'm not I too sure yet. But either way, I mean, I don't work for the BBC anymore. I might do it in the future. You never know. I'll, you know what? I'll I, I'll keep my career options open. Not say what I yes, think. Yes, very good. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you can probably infer it, but I won't say it, and that's just as good. Um, so we'll get into some pop tunes uh, today on the show. Big Brothers potentially write their own reviews with the title they've, uh, they've come up with. Also, <laughs> Oasis get Lovey Dovey, and Justin Timberlake shows his dark side. Plus, we have podcast debuts for Sean Paul, Sinead Quinn, and is this the end of the road for Blazing Squad already? No. All that and more, but first. Can't be living without a life of Blazing Squad. I just couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly. Okay, in the uh, in the world this week, 9th of February 2003. Uh, speaking of po- politics and stuff, the largest demonstration in UK history took place in London. Over two million people turned out to oppose the Iraq War, oh, which right. was you know mm-hmm. kicking off big style over there. Uh, but in better news over here, BBC Three launched. Oh, me. BBC Three. Good stuff with the uh, the orange blobs. 
which is iconic. You know, the sort of the BBC Three that had like, the, oh, the yeah. blobs that like did the announcements between the shows oh, and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good that. Wow. Love BBC Three. Had Angry Kid. Oh my goodness, Angry brilliant. Kid. Was that yeah. actual episodes? Yeah, it was like little shorts, wasn't it? But we it had a- in the mobile phone shop that I owned at this point because I own a mobile shop at this age. <laughs> but who the hell does? Um, three had just come along, so the three network yeah, existed yeah. and people came in and got the 3 phone because you could watch Angry Kid on it for free wow. using 3G if you had a 3G mast near you yeah. um, and we had to sell the phone and provide them with a mapping system of where they could go to use the 3G on their phone that they'd bought to use 3G Was that accessible in rural Northern Ireland? No, not at all no. You could get it in parts of Belfast <laughs> and that was it but other than that, because it was so inaccessible, what they did is they give you loads at this era. They give you loads of minutes for no money practically, mm-hmm. and you could just use the phone. Like you never had to worry about how many texts you'd sent, because at the time you could probably for for twenty five pound you could get probably seven hundred and fifty minutes and seven hundred and fifty texts, which wow. at the time was the equivalent yeah, of unlimited. Yeah. Whereas like if you went on O two at this point, you'd have been on like thirty pound a month for probably two hundred minutes and a thousand texts. You know, and you big big box and people forget that back in the day when you sent texts it was like an email mm-hmm. it was like you know there's a greeting there was stuff and a sign off whereas now like you know if i text you i could text you like over the course of like 20 messages yeah just because i like you know to make it dramatic and like build suspense well you like, had to structure your whole text yeah but there was there was text limits oh yeah like obviously you had character limits thx g2g yeah all the ones that the news thinks we use but we don't no you know like man in bush Mm-hmm. Like all the ones the parents think are like, like, oh my god, my my kid put MIB. What does it mean? Yeah, pedophiles. I just go on Urban Dictionary and check as much stuff out as possible. That's why I learned what space docking was this week. <laughs> but yeah, abbreviations what's, weird. Daddy, what's space docking? <laughs> uh, uh, it's the naughty after all. It isn't. Well, it uh, it is where you excrete out of your rectum <clears throat> directly into someone's vagina. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, wish I hadn't asked. Awesome. Uh, album charts. Uh, last week mentioned Kelly Rowland and Stoll. Good news, Scott. She's number one in the album charts. Oh, is she? Yeah, Simply Deep was the name of the album. Number one. Uh, knocked off Justin Timberlake temporarily. No, oh, yeah. that's a big girl. Temporarily. Well done, Kelly. Do you know for the girls? And uh, a big number four for Aaliyah with a post posthumous well, yeah. album mm-hmm. uh, called "I Care for You." At number four. That's mm-hmm. good. Uh, a track we'll do soon uh, in the singles chart at 13, Good Charlotte, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Oh, yeah. That's coming soon. With that piss and moan, and the name is Kiss and Moan, and the song sounds like this. Love it. And the yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, and 16, Counting Crows, featuring Vanessa Carlton, Big Yellow Taxi. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? It'd be a paradise and put up a fucking line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, isn't it? My, there was a, a version of that by somebody called Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. My yeah. mum's maiden name was Grant, and my mum convinced me that I was related to her, which in theory. Statistically, you probably are, but yeah. like there was no actual close thing. But yeah, Big Yellow Taxi, I enjoyed mm. that. Yeah, Counting Crows. Pay Paradise. That's that, that's yeah, yeah Pay Paradise yeah. to put up a parking put lot. Put up a parking lot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, new and number two this week because Tattoo uh, are still in their dominance of the top of the charts because they were number one for four weeks. Four weeks of all those blokes who were watching Babe Station and 
sat on the remote as the elbow hit the remote as they were doing a certain motion hit the music channels and then Tattoo comes on and they go oh my god this is better than Babe Station fuck me I know Um, yeah Justin Timberlake at number two with Crimea River This was the follow-up to Like I Love You. Uh, yeah, the second song of Justified. And I've got it down as an intro juice. How could that noise be introduced? But it is. Yeah. So that's the thing is what you do is you get... That's a hook. And then you get the bump, bump, bump. Hook straight away. Yeah. And this boy hasn't even opened his mouth. And then when he does, it's like... Yeah. Like the slidey thing and then he's... Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. There's too much of this. It's brilliant. Uh, it's Timberland. So yes. of course Reeks of Timberland Of course it's got Arabian inspired riffs Of course it's got Gregorian chants Of course Timberland Pops up going The damage is done So I guess I'm leaving. Oh no he makes a noise The whole way through That I yeah. only noticed Yesterday for the first time As well I don't know what the, He says like one word Subtly in the background Practically on repeat That you just don't Ever notice it's there Yeah um, <laughs> But yes something. Timberland's all over this Because of course he is And I love that he's All over this You know like you get Your Max Martins of the world Who were like their genius is obviously there mm-hmm. but like Timberland not only is the genius obviously there he just puts himself all over the track as well like he just puts all of his hallmarks in there he's literally in there like obviously when Nelly Furtado comes round the pair of them are like fucking like Ant and Deck of how much <laughs> of a double act they are you know what I mean Yeah. Um, and it's funny because on Promiscuous Justin Timberlake's in the video is he? yes he is is he? yes he is what? yeah just because he's friends with Timberland it's just kind of like you know hop in okay yeah Look, so I love Timberland. We, I've, we always this is my fault. We, when, we always mention Timberland first when we talk about Timberland work, like Missy Elliott. It's always Timberland first. It's just because he's so I think he's brilliant, and I'm looking forward to getting into like the Nelly Furtado stuff because it's superb. But anyway, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, Crimea River, uh, number two in the UK, three in the Billboard. Uh, so they're finally catching on with Justin. Yeah, 29th biggest single of the UK in that year 30th biggest in the US so huge right across the planet it's a Grammy winning single he got best male pop vocal performance and he accepted the award one week after that happened at the Super Bowl when he ripped off Janet Jackson's top and a a tape came out and and a a lot of that will shape the conversation about to have Uh, so will a certain ex-girlfriend who is probably why this song is a thing Okay, yeah. I think this is this is a vocal show, which it always kind yeah. of is with Justin. But this is there's so there's so much. You know, I wonder if you needed a producer who can keep up with the vocal show. Yeah, and that's what this is because yeah, vocally yeah. he's so so good in it. The video is good as well. It's dark, it's sultry, it suits him. It's there's very like dark. some great effects. It's very dark. Um, it's very rainy. Yeah, isn't it too? So well, it, there's literally rain at the start of the song as well. That's another part of the hook that we, you know, like mm-hmm. the fact it starts off with the rain and the notes and the Gregorian stuff, and it's just like fuck. Yeah. Damn. We're, we're having to we're using rain to go to sleep at the moment, both of us, me and Victoria. Mm-hmm. And I actually quite like that about the song. I bonded with it immediately <laughs> just from having the rain in it. Um, he can't sleep either. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh well not after not after a breakup like that. He's, no, you know, no, so he's not. He no, wouldn't it's sleep with you. But yeah, childhood sweetheart and stuff. But yeah. I really, really like this mm-hmm. one. Um I think there's loads of hooks in it. I think production's great and this is not my pace of song but because it's so well done yeah. I can vibe with this that's it Like I, I, I'm not against this pace but when you're packing it with so many clever things mm-hmm. not a problem 
not a problem at all. No. Give, give me a million songs that are this slow, but make them this vibrant mm-hmm. and lively. Yeah. We've seen Justin do, like, sort of boy band moodiness, like, sort of, like, you know, bye-bye-bye, it's kind of like, you know, teen heartbreak sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is that angst, but, like, a different flavour. Yeah. It's like, whoa. It's almost shocking how how kind of grown up it is like because we're going to do a song with Justin Timberlake on it soon with Nelly and it was Work It possibly and in the video he still looks like he's in an sync. I think it must have been shot ages ago because he still looks juvenile and young and it's kind of a bit sort of cheeky play playboy sort of thing but here like we're looking at Justin Timberlake the man I think he still seems NSYNC-y at all times, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that maybe that's an NSYNC thing, but you know in Bad Teacher, have you seen, you've seen Bad Teacher? Yeah, I've seen Bad Teacher. In Bad Teacher, there is, as much as he's playing a character, there is something really NSYNC-y about him. Yeah. Your, your jeans feel so good against my jeans. That must literally be like a conversation <laughs> that him and Brittany had all them years ago, yeah. you know, when they were like second basing and stuff where they couldn't like <laughs> properly do anything because it would be illegal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so so with the song, I mean, iconic from the very beginning. I feel like I know all of the words, or even the ones I don't know, because you know when he's, you don't have to say what, what you, you did. did. Yeah, I already know. I didn't know what came after that. I always thought he said sugar plum kiss. Yeah, sugar plum. <laughs> I love this her lyrics are so good I'm assuming it's I found it from him I found out from him yeah but I kind of only know that that's what it is because of Halsey because she uses the same lyrics in one of her songs you don't have to say just what you did I already know I had to go and find out from them obviously she doesn't do it like he does it (laughs) what did you think it it was sugar plum sugar plum kiss (laughs) (laughs) listen to it again I've ruined, I, I've, I can hear I've it. I've just ruined it for you now. I love that, it. That's what it sounds like to me. It just puts Justin in such a different light. Like the charisma that he's known for is now kind of played sociopathic. It almost the video is like the start of an episode of Luther. Yeah, you know what I mean. I... Those kind of psycho killer vibes, and of course, there's a whole thing of like camcorders in this, and there's like a fake Britney, and it's like you know, I get you trying to prove a point about like, you know, you've been wronged and there's allegedly been some, you know, cheating and stuff and there's been a breakup and it's gone quite toxic but like, this is like him trying to prove a point but just stepping the mark. Like, even the director of the video, Francis Lawrence he said that Justin didn't want anybody to come away from it looking good, including himself. The director called it violating and creepy, but he likes it for that reason. Mm-hmm. He likes it, it, kind of steps over that line and I think that's kind of part of the charm of it. Well, Charm is a weird one. I know, well, charm in a psychopath sense, that is that psychopathy, isn't it? It's charm. Yeah, charm isn't the right word, but there's part of the magic of this is just how kind of violating it feels. But I think that's <laughs> the thing with child stars, and I've always worried about children being actors and stuff, like on the, you know, particularly Disney Club, because you went and you got big. And I think there's a lot of, do they really know how to feel? Because what you're, mm. what you've done is taught them how to act, how they should feel. Yeah. And do they kind of connect with it? And I think that's the thing. Whenever, you know, you're you're pushing your children to kind of be child stars, and it's it's always a worry. But I'm, it's like, how to, it's how to accelerate growing up, isn't it? Like if you're a child yeah. star, your childhood. Actually, it's been quite short, and you don't have enough life experience. Through it. Yeah, but no. you don't have enough real. No, no. Yeah, you, you don't know what it feels like to feel like X because you haven't done it yet because you're twelve. 
Yeah. You know, you you don't know what that yeah. really feels like. Whereas yeah, I can Justin understand Roberts why people lose their... 13. No, he didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was also managed Sugar by somebody that managed tattoo. He was an NSYNC as a 13-year-old. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not um, crack those yeah. dots. Let's not do that. But um, I do worry about that. And actually, this he does this so well that it makes me think. And you, because he's a pop star here, you forget that actually he's a very good actor yeah. because that's what he's come from. Yeah. But you do... He's so good, he makes you question, do you actually feel anything? Do you know how to feel anything? Mm. Because you could have easily have that all trained out of you it's like maybe some pop stars are like the equivalent of like Jason Bourne's they're assassins of music mm. and actually everything's been trained out of them at a young yeah, yeah. age and what they've done is they've given their life to the entertain the yeah, world yeah. you know maybe just maybe that's what Britney's uh, maybe that's what Britney and Christina and Justin all were they're mm. like you're giving up your life and you're sacrificing it all for people maybe that's why Beyonce's still going because she gave it up and she can't live anything other than that because she feels like she gave that up yeah. all them years ago and you can't just be like great gonna have a break gonna pop down Morrison's gonna get myself a baguette you know that's not yeah, what it is that's yeah. not what it is anymore and to live any calibre of life and have any sort of feeling you need to stay in the game yeah maybe mm, yeah. Jason Bourne symbolic mm. yeah for pop stars yeah there's a few things there's, there's a few I've seen a, at least one film springs to mind that I won't say which one it is because actually it's kind of a spoiler because of what turns out in the end but there's definitely you know films and, and media that are about kind of pop stars who have to sell their life away to get what they want they have to kind of I guess it's 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 more than compromise isn't it it's kind of like it's the ultimate compromise of just yeah. kind of like having to shed your entire internal like personality and like core beliefs and mm-hmm. stuff just because you have to do this yeah that's probably what the Mickey Mouse Club was like yeah <laughs> that's probably what it is what it's like but like Ryan Gosling was part of the Mickey Mouse Club and he's lovely was he? yeah he was actually yeah oh wow yeah he's adorable love Ryan Gosling yeah yeah um, so yes, there's all sorts of stuff going on with this, and Justin Timberlake has it's it's, it's come under the spotlight again, hasn't it? Recently, because of the whole Britney thing, like of course she's had a conservatorship for years. Uh, she's been under the control of her family for so long. She's not had her own life really. Uh, now she does. The documentaries have been a thing, and you know Justin's role within that has been put under the microscope, not just because of Britney, but also because of Janet Jackson. I think he's had to accept the fact that his privilege allowed him to do what he did. And then get away with it, you know. Janet Jackson, it was her boob. I, 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 it was her boob that fell out. But and what it was did he do to it? Am I missing a trick here? So it was during um, "Rock Your Body." Uh huh. Better have your naked by the end of this song. Rip. What did but, he? He so, ripped it. So he pulled a bit of a shit off. But I, I, I don't. I think there was supposed to be something underneath that. But he pulled like more than he should have, and it, like, the boob came out. Right. Okay. So the idea I know that it to, came out, but I didn't know the background to yeah, what's yeah. coming. So and then did he cover body. her up, and she felt like she needed to be the one to cover herself up, or something like that? I, or I don't know. Why should a man cover a woman? I don't. I, I don't know. I think the the whole thing is though that like Janet Jackson's career kind of ended that day. She got mm. loads of like lo- you know suddenly the phone wasn't ringing or the calls weren't being taken. The things that she had lined up were cancelled. Justin Timberlake career kind of went stratospheric from mm-hmm. that point. And he never really took responsibility for it or ever really kind of owned up to the fact that as the person he was, you know, let's face it, white male, he got away with a lot of stuff like that mm. and he never really had any kind of account- accountability. And with Britney, you know, all of this is a very kind of toxic way of, although he has is quoted as saying it's not about anybody specifically. It's like, yeah, come on, it is. It's weird because you think it's him being respectful. But, you know, by not saying, but actually the fact that it exists isn't that being respectful. Yeah, it's not respectful in the slice. But as he says, he didn't want it to be respectful. He wanted it to be angry. Yeah. And it was written off the back of a phone call with Britney. And he came in hot and started thinking the lyrics. And they started, mm-hmm. you know, recording it and laying it down. And it became what it was. God, he's quite a normal bloke then if he's saying shit like this. 
off the back of an angry phone call, really, isn't he? Maybe maybe does feel a bit more than what we. <laughs> well, I still think sociopaths feel anger, but that's when you think that they feel. Because yeah, yeah. anger, like shame, translates which, to anger, which leads them to actions that don't have a you know like a, a compass, a moral compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh. just men like that generally. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I haven't followed him. I just <clears> always considered this to be a jam, and didn't realize that it was kind of so politically charged. Really, yeah. It's always fun to hear on the radio because of the end, because of the. When you get the plug out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which no presenters really ever talk over. They all know to respect that bit. Like nobody, mm-hmm. like you, it, once the lyrics are stopped, you come off the back and start talking off the end. Yeah, but like I've never heard anybody talk off the on the end of this and be like, "Oh, is it finished?" Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's respectful to the Gregorians. Can't remember the last Maybe time because I heard they're the scared of the Gregorians. I don't know what the Gregorians <laughs> really are, but I like that chant and it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I just think in hindsight, it it is pretty. It is pretty cruel on Britney, but it also does expose the hard side of being famous and how public it is yeah. on both sides of it. But above all, Timberland. Yeah, Timberland. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, on our next song, in February last year, Liam Gallagher posted the link to the video for Crime Your River. Oh, right. Seemingly unprompted. Mm. Not really sure why. Mm. But it's there. I wonder if there'd been some kind of drama and he'd shared it as a thing of like, oh, you know, boo-hoo. Because that's, yeah. what, that's what that's what Cry Me River refers to, isn't it? It's kind of like you know, like I like I like that you're crying, you know, cry more, yeah. cry more, basically. So yeah, I'm not sure why Gallagher did that. Not sure what goes on in his head ever, really. Is anybody? But this know. song has come out of his head because he wrote it. It's the first one he's written for Oasis, and it's a love song. How interesting! Uh, but it is short. It isn't. <laughs> it, it isn't like a full length song. It's it's more like a song for our times now isn't it it's like 1 minute 45 it is yeah like Central Sea Doge it's out now it's mm-hmm. only 1 minute 45 <laughs> which is more offensive how can I be homophobic my bitch is gay no Central Sea is more offensive uh, this is Oasis and Songbird gonna write a song so she can see give her all the love she gives to me talk of better days that have yet to come never felt this love from This is off the fifth album, Heathen Chemistry. And I'm, I can't believe it's this far in, and this is the first one he's written. Do we think mm-hmm. that he, do you think because it's so short, he timed out? He's like, oh, I'm done. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> quote from Liam. I wrote that as a one-off. I was in France in this massive fucking mansion doing our album. I, honestly, all of Liam Gallagher's quotes, you could read them in like sort of a regal kind of, I wrote it in one day, just because they're <laughs> so, so, it's just so matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I went out one day, sat under a tree, had a bit of a biblical moment, and that was it. Didn't present it to Noel. I just wrote it. It took three minutes. It took three minutes. Three to, minutes. They always say it's like, it takes like twice as long to write as it does to like you know record do it. yeah mm-hmm. so literally it's a one minute 45 song it took three minutes uh, and it wrote all the words pretty much there and then that's so weird because like so this is a, a tribute to Nicole Appleton who he was going out with at the time they were then fiancés were they, were they? Yeah, were they? engaged yeah. and like you can hear it though he's sitting under his little biblical train he's like mm. I need to write a song hey there's me bird songbird I love Wallace uh-huh. that's pretty much what it is isn't it yeah, Just, yeah. yeah. and, it, 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 and it, 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 it's only slightly more eloquent than that you know what I mean? I've always it's loved it. It's not much more complicated always, than like, I, yeah. I love me bird. I have always loved it and I've always been disappointed when it ends. Isn't yeah. that strange? Considering I think the one thing that I've learned through this podcast is like, 
I do like Noel. I don't like Liam mm-hmm. generally, and I never real. I was never like politically aligned, so I was never like in a camp actively. But as it's kind of come to light, I feel like I have much more respect more for Noel than Liam. Yeah. Um, so it's quite discerning to find out that actually I love one of the Liam written songs. Mm. Does he write anything more? Um, I mean, he's got his own solo career now. I presume he writes that. Oh well, yeah. But yes, this was the first one he wrote, and <laughs> well, actually, so there's this quote here from Noel. First of all, he's impressed by it, Noel, and obviously they're not. They're not in a great place, to pair them with each other, because they're just, you know, the difficult brothers. Noel has called it perfect, which must have been wow. really fucking hard for him to come out with and mm-hmm. say, given how much he hates them. But Liam doesn't play it in his shows, and Noel said, he's only got one tune, and that's it, and he's not playing the fucking tune. <laughs> I love them. I mean, they're both arseholes, but I love them so much. Yeah, it, it does It does check out that it's spilled out of him in three minutes, but it is, it is effectively romantic. It's like sort of surgically romantic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, you know, it's always a bit embarrassing hearing these songs when you know it's about a particular person and it's even more so when you know that they're not together anymore. And I wonder, that might be why he doesn't play it at all because it brings up, like, memories of the mm. fact that they were together and now they're not. And Probably shouldn't be a musician if that's going to be the attitude yeah, you take, yeah. you know. But it's yeah. the one song he's ever written he doesn't play it. I can see why he wouldn't want to, but it would be nice. it would be a nice unplugged moment in the show. I think it would be. It would be a nice moment and to just, uh, as a bit of a, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do a slow one. All right, guys, we're going to play a slow one now. It's Songbirds. <laughs> hey. And then we'll play She's Electric next. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm happy with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And as everyone's pointed out, very Beatles, very John Lennon. Yeah. That's, that's Oasis, isn't it? It is. That's Oasis. On to somebody now who is not an Oasis, but uh, would, would make it very interesting if he was, uh, Sean Paul. This is the first time we've come across him. The first time of many encounters we'll come across with Sean Paul. Uh, this one's called Gimme the Light. Just give me the light and pass the joe. What's another buckle of more? Yeah, let me know my sights and I got to know. Which one is gonna catch my flow? Cause I'm in the vibes and I got my dough. What's another buckle of more? Yeah, I'm looking hype and I got to know. Good this is the first single from the second album, Dutty Rock. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this is another one I can taste. I can tasted again and back where am I at I'm in Armani's and in Kelly's in Northern Ireland but yeah and you're bunning a big fat zoot yeah as they would say and this was a great one because this was a pulling song <laughs> yeah because people grinded yeah, yeah. this was a grinder just give me the this was just one of them things where like the bums came out that, uh, um, but it's it's dancehall music and dancehall has got like a real bump and grind feel to it doesn't yeah. it it's very kind of hips and and this is weird because like I must have had uh, oh I feel like I'm on the pole tonight we'll go into that one oh no I feel like I need to like let off some steam we'll go into that rave and um, did I ever all my memories of pulling in this one specific like complex was in Armani's as opposed to in Lush Mm. Lush was Lush very serious I feel like Lush might have been much more serious for me Um, oh the sink so Lush had a little side R&B room which is where the Thrill Seeker Synesthesia is filmed Mm. Um, and yeah I do think there was a couple of scenarios in there they were probably like just off the cuff kisses and stuff with people and like tashing on, quite tashing on the mood <laughs> one. Whereas any, anything that anything that ended up in a, a stay over or anything like that or a house party was from Armani's, I would mm. say. Yeah, I would never have gone back to the party girl. Lush people, they would have, you'd have gone back to house party and have been full of drugs, not myself. Oh, God, what's it like? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, uh, Sean Paul, uh, this is also full of drugs. Do you know what? Uh, pass the draw. Give me Who the light. knows what the man's even saying, Liam? Just give me the light and pass the draw. 
Now, nobody knows what this means. So no, give me the light. I, it's I've amazing got, we can understand that. <laughs> I've got some lyrics written down here, but it's like, if I tried to rap it, it wouldn't sound like he says it. No. No. What are the lyrics? So what, what, so, what, what so, do you say that first line was? Just give me the light and pass the draw. So it's give me the light mean the lighter. I think so, yeah. And pass the... Draw. Which is D- a... D-R-O. Draw is short for hydroponically grown marijuana. Oh, right, interesting. AKA the strong stuff. I need to learn all these things so I can just like, say them to people in passing and be like, yeah. yeah. Do we still Yo, say draw in this day and age? Pass the draw. I- I've never heard it before. Okay. Uh, I don't uh, I don't go for the hydro myself. I go for the... Uh, don't know, don't, I don't know enough about it to have an alternative you, to the end of that joke. You probably don't even have a full fat can of Coke. <laughs> oh, I, no, I do. do you have a full fat that's, can of Coke? That's my one vice, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think people forget that Sean Paul was once quite authentic in his sound and actually reasonably credible. Like, you know, not just hopping on the remix of the Saturdays and stuff. Yeah, oh God, you remember or that, like, yeah. Rockabye. Oh my no. God. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh he's no. Now, he's now known more for that but like for me and my generation, yeah, this is you know, back in my day. What else did we get from it's Sean like, Nepal? Sean, give, I can't believe I've said Sean Nepal. <laughs> give me the light, uh, light glue. Get busy. Temperature. Get busy. I love get busy. Breathe. These are a oh, blue Cantrell. Yeah, brilliant song. Huge. What but happened? But is now known more for hopping on to remixes of tracks. Who's the one that names all the Saturdays? Flowrider. <laughs> Marley, Michelle. Una Vanessa Michelle, what are you doing Saturday? Girl? I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Oh no! But you know, it's, it's, so never met each other. It. It's unbelievable. It's, it's Flo Rida and Sean Paul of that era who are just like tracks that already existed, mm-hmm. and they've just shoved a rap verse in, and that's what Sean Paul's become. But you go back to this, and this is like proper underground, you know, dancehall music. Yeah, it is. It's not my favorite of his era, but it's because I think it's 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 intrinsically like Jamaican culture mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 a new world to me that I've not really that's what I love I'm about really this in. and this is what I loved about like what was the track we did uh, the Bangra track what uh, Monday Punjabi yeah yeah so I loved that for that reason it brought me in somewhere that I never get to go mm. and yeah the idiots respond weirdly but like this is kind of like that too whereas you know there's 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 a there's a recipe in this that isn't Appropriation. There's just something musically in this. Yeah. It just makes you stick out your booty, and yeah. then everybody sticks out their booties, and it's hands all over, really. And that's like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much power within these tunes from Sean Paul. But I love the fact that I've still no idea. What else does he say that we just don't understand? Do you have any more lyrics there? Because I've, I don't I've, know I've, any I've of it. Copied a verse. Yeah, he says, um, "Could I be your protector? You're buff in every sector. I love these rounds, <laughs> protector and sector. Every man around them one turn you inspector." Uh, but you know, let them sweat ya and grill you with no lecture. But dem power drill, nah, dem fuel injector. Car dem an infector, disease collector. Nuff a dem a guan like dem one come wreck ya. Done out the part where you're in a center, but you know you nah let dem guy affect ya. Even with you pronouncing that correctly, I still have no idea no, what's just been really. said. I oh, think oh. someone gets gonorrhea in the middle somewhere, <laughs> yeah, do they? I know he says disease collector. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think so. Maybe she, he's talking about these guys. So he wants to be the protector because of this girl who's very buff, and there's these other guys who are trying to like try and talk her ear off and give her herpes and stuff. <laughs> um, and then for some reason they all start smoking weed. I guess that's because that that stops you from catching herpes. Does no, it? No, it doesn't really. No. Video Timberland boots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I would still wear Timberland boots to this day, but it's. I feel like he's, English. he's wearing a shirt, like a sort of a shirt mm-hmm. with a t-shirt underneath, some yeah. bling. Yeah. Glass. Is he wearing glasses in this I one? I still really want a chain. My wife doesn't really want me to have a chain. But I wanted like a, a little, chain with something on it, like just a really small one. But the thing is, not one like one that's 
circular and hollow, not one that's clear as day people do their drugs off. You know, right. Like, um, just a really, really thick. Because I used to wear jewellery when I was younger. Like, mm. I always had stuff on. Whereas now I don't wear any. But what I really want is I want uh, just a really thin chain with a, like, a hexadecimal on it. So, like, a 16-sided thing. It looks like a circle. Wow. But it's a Dance Revolution hexadecimal. Oh, wow. Oh, so yeah, So I just want yeah, that. Like and logo. it's just, like, a little thing that just dangles down on me over my white T-shirt that I would mm. be wearing, you know, looking, like, in pure chill. Um, and you can scoop a little bit out of your bag. Well, no, because it wouldn't, it would be hollow. It would just be a frame. Oh, right, okay. So I don't want oh, anything yeah, that's well, solid can, yeah, because I don't want people thinking that I'm on drugs. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, because that's obviously a thing. You can see the people that, like, I, I was chatting to somebody. Is that really a thing? I was chatting people to somebody like, the other day. off their necklace. I could see powder on someone's necklace the other week and I was like, oh, wow. what's it they say in um, White Chicks? Clean it up, Coke whore. I was like, about to say that. I was like, I don't know them. Don't say it. I don't know them well enough to say that because, like, what if they what if they were a cat whore? <laughs> mm. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you? Um, Not Coke. Yeah. They made of money. But generally, I I like it. I don't love it. What I like is I feel like it's a good track bringing little boring 19-year-old me who's had the same type of music chucked them for a long period of time. It's bringing me in somewhere different. And yeah. I think I think it just adds to what's an exciting time in the charts right now because there's different stuff happening. Yeah, big time. Um, and there's still not enough diversity, but something's going on. And little me's getting the chance to see over the fence a little bit, mm. you know, and enjoying it and making memories to it. And like being welcomed in, so. that's wholesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's nice. We've gone from sniffing, sniffing uh, gear off necklaces to, oh, yeah. If anybody nice. can make me a little hexadecimal necklace, get it to me before I go to Creamfields. Great things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone. Back. Where you go to Creamfields for, like, eh? Yeah. A bit suspicious. Literally working at it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm, I'm going to work at it, but I'm predominantly going for the chicken wraps. Oh <laughs> yes. Number seven in the UK this week from Big Brothers. We've already done uh, was it New Flow. New Flow, yeah. And this is okay. This is the second single from the debut album, also called New Flow. Um, did you listen right to the start of it? The first few seconds really have like Eminem vibes mm. at the mm. start, which is... I got Fuji's vibes. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, maybe because Eminem probably tried to take some Fuji vibes and I'm thinking Eminem and you're thinking Fuji's. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I, I think when it hits the chorus, the chorus is quite complex. And what we get, because it's complex, is Christina Milian vibes. I think mm. Christina and Milian could have actually sang on it. Yeah. Um, but generally, I do like Big Brothers. This one I'd forgotten about. Yeah, I've already um, forgotten it. Well, when I listened to it, then I was like, oh, I like this. Weirdly, I was, this is so stupid, a couple of weeks ago, messaged Sharice oh. and Nadia from Big Brothers on Facebook because on TikTok, if you don't follow our TikTok, look for at Dance Rev Radio. This is not art, not it's not a TikTok. <laughs> um, but if you want to see me dance around as my boobs and belly get bigger, so there's a bit more wobble. Uh, <laughs> And we did one to Booty Love. What was the Booty Love one? I found a place. Boogie Tonight. Boogie Tonight, yeah. Um, and then I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to see if they're on TikTok. And then if they are, I'm going to tag them on it. And then they're not verified because their TikTok accounts are still quite new. Mm. And I just tagged them and was like, you might recognise one of these songs. And Sharice was like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, so I do. So me and her had a bit of back and forth, which oh, was really weird. That's nice. And then because I followed her, I now get all of her videos and you get like, when you follow somebody, you get more of their videos, but mm. it, it can go right back and it's a bit weird. Any good? Um, all really normal, like her in a normal garden. 
in a normal house and you can see the other houses in the street so it's like she just lives like a really normal life but has quite a large garden for mm. it's probably a semi-detached house like it's it's just really normal like she was never in a pop band and she's just living a, a typical life but, that's nice um, I feel like I want to give her millions of pounds because I loved Booty Love whenever yeah. her when they spanned off and went yeah, into brilliant. it but I did forget it existed it was nice to see again and to hear again but I have already forgotten gotten it yeah. whereas new flow i can still hear oh of course um i've got written here it has sing-along factor but i can't remember what it sounds like so maybe not but maybe if i heard it i would start singing along it, the chorus does have sing-along yeah, factor yeah, yeah. because i sang along with it when it's we did got it, some but. kind of club appeal as well like you know it's got like a, a club vibe to it in a way i'm sad about how cheap the video looks with the kind of the pantomime sort of looking painted sets that's what they did with New Flow though, because it was supposed to be. Yeah, but that one looked a bit more fair. expensive. Yeah. That looked fun fair, this looks pantomime. Okay. And there's a difference. Yeah. I don't think all of it is particularly imaginative, especially after New Flow, which was imaginative. I could sort of imagine, like, lyrically, the Black Eyed Peas could put this out at the end of the decade with more bleeps and bloops. Yeah. Do we get more Big Brother stuff? That's better. Uh, oh. fi- we've got Favourite Things coming up. Oh, yeah. Which is okay. obviously the Sound of Music sample. Yeah. Um, they all do their thing perfectly well, but this didn't land I I think Booty Love was brilliant and yeah. I, I love them as Booty Love let's fast forward well, to the females of Booty Love so yeah Hello, this is Liam from a different part of space and time to what you've just been listening to, uh, to chat to you about the things you've been sending in while we've uh, while we've been back, the voice notes, the comments, the stories, all that kind of stuff. We love hearing from you, so please keep sending it in at TNN Pod on all the social medias. Uh, we're hello at tnnpod.co.uk on email. You can even email us individually, Liam at tnnpod.co.uk and Scott at tnnpod.co.uk. Uh, let's get into a voice note that's coming to us from Steve from Play Your Pods Right. He's got a story about a Fame Academy contestant of years gone by. Of course, David Snedden was the winner. Uh, Sinead Quinn was one of the runners-up. She'll be on the show very, very shortly, in literally a few minutes' time. Uh, he's got a story about a contestant who we're going to leave nameless. You'll see why. Uh, let's hear from Steve. Hey, guys. Good to have you back. So it, when I did some quick fact-checking, it turns out that this particular Fame Academy contestant was in series two. I was out with my girlfriend at the time and her family for New Year's. It would have been 03 into 04 if I'm if I'm right. Basically because he's the big TV star and the big you know musician and whatever and he was the hot deal. Everyone in the pub was flocking to him except me and my girlfriend's family because we'd known them known him most his life. And at the time my girlfriend would have been seventeen I think uh, like 16 going on 17 and my girlfriend's sister would have been 13 or 14 and all night long he's just staring at them just expecting them to flock to him and basically I just got a few drinks in and started to get a bit more wound up with him and I just basically told him to go fuck himself and uh, he wasn't that talented and his music wasn't that good and he didn't like that and he left the pub so yeah that's my Fame Academy story uh, keep up the great work guys as I say it's good to have you back take care thank you very much Steve for your story uh, if anybody else has got any more stories of naughty pop stars who've been spotted in public just being a bit too big for their boots in this person's case absolutely 
unqualified reason to be. Actually, to be fair, I, I can't remember what this person, whoever they were, we don't know who they were. Uh, I can't remember what this person sounded like or looked like or what they were like, but I don't think they're a thing now, unfortunately. But hey, it's that's, yeah, interesting. Any more, send them in to us at TNNPod on social media. Hello at TNNPod.co.uk. You can send us anything you like. You can send us uh, voice notes. You can send us emails. You can send us uh, comments feedback stories memories whatever you like you can even and you do not have to do this you do not have to do this at all this isn't us saying you should do this but we got a lovely dm on uh, twitter a few months ago when we were on our bit of a break uh, from kinsalia regular contributor to the show always grateful to hear from you kinsalia and uh, she said to us do you want uh, some things i've got some things i've been sort of sorting my room out i've come across the things that you'll be interested in would you like them and i was like You've piqued my interest, sure. And in the post a few weeks later, we've got this amazing steps program uh, from one of their shows back in the day and a fantastic party in the park program as well. So, Leah, thank you so much for sending those to us. Uh, we've I haven't, haven't even seen Scott to go through it all yet, but uh, we'll we'll get we'll pick a time. We'll try and get together. We'll go through it and it could even be a part of the podcast at some point. But we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you've got anything like that that you do not want anymore, like as in you do not want anymore, that maybe we could have some use for, then you can get in touch with us. But I'm just saying, don't no pressure. That was such a nice gesture from Kinsalia. Don't feel obligated. Right. Uh, let's get back some pop tunes from 2003. <laughs> Let's start a new week, 16th of February 2003, a new number one in the album charts, uh, not Justin Timberlake, not Kelly Rowland, but Massive Attack. Oh, wow. With their album 100th Window. See, they're a, they're a band we'll never do singles-wise. No. But they're a great album band. I'm mm-hmm. not even sure if they're still putting stuff out now, but I'm sure if they did and it was good, it would go number one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not in the top ten this week. Three tracks that are worth mentioning. Uh, the follow-up to a track we did last year, uh, which I didn't think I'd heard before, and ended up really liking, and now I see it all the time on YouTube because I keep watching it and keep liking it. Uh, Sarah, what more? When I Lost You, I Lost Everything. Yeah. Brilliant song. The follow-up was called Automatic, and it was number 11. 22 was from Red Hot Chili Peppers with Can't Stop. Oh, Can't Stop. I've just been watching the Woodstock 99 documentary. Oh, yes. I was to somebody about that recently. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what it was because I don't know how I escaped that being yeah. a story at that yeah, at yeah. the age that I was in 1999. I don't mm-hmm. understand what went on. Oh, chaos. Um, well, I understand uh, that you, now. You know it now, yeah. But was it good to watch? It was an interesting documentary, yeah. I mean, it was like each, so it's three episodes. Each one looks at a di- like, you know, different day of the festival. So the Friday mm-hmm. where it's starting to kind of, something's starting. Saturday it's really starting to go down because the place is covered in shit. And then um, by the Sunday, I mean, Luton and the place was on On fire, fire. effectively. Mm -hmm. And it was during the Chili Peppers set where, you know, things really started to kick off. That's when the violence really began. Fires started up. And then after this, they did like a candlelight vigil thing. And, you know, the place was on fire half an hour ago. That got put out. And now you've been giving everyone candles. Mm -hmm. And then they'd promised there was another band after Chili Peppers, like as a a surprise finale 
and there was speculation of like who was it going to be like it was this big person that big person and in the end all it was was like a hologram well, not even a hologram it was just it was just they played a video of Jimi Hendrix on a screen oh. and of course everyone lost their minds because they were promised one final big mm-hmm. headliner and they got like a video of Jimi Hendrix so the place got caught on fire but there's a bit where Anthony Kiedis they, they said like you know they all got pulled off stage and the place is on fire and the organiser said you need to go out there and tell people to stop and he's like what, what, what can I say to make people stop so they go out there and play Jimi Hendrix fire and made things way worse. <laughs> so like Anthony Kiedis comes off a bit like, mm, but like not as bad as Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit who, you know, fully encouraged people to break stuff. Oh, Hence he? the name oh. of the song Break Stuff. Oh no. Um, yeah, I mean, we all know Fred Durst. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all not surprised by what we saw watching that. But yeah, worth watching. It's an absolute blueprint. Like it makes a good double bill with a fire festival thing of like, don't do a festival and don't do it like this yeah unless you're mm, anyway so yeah uh, Chili Peppers 22 Can't Stop and 51 a track we'll be doing very very soon from Christina Aguilera oh a follow up to Dirty but the complete flip side of it really is it beautiful beautiful oh wow we're getting there we're getting there very soon I am beautiful no matter what they say Uh, okay, singles-wise, Tattoo are still up at the top of the charts, uh, shifting. New word I've learned today, mm-hmm. shifting. Uh, inappropriately, obviously. Although, is shifting ever appropriate? Because, mm. like, you know, kissing can be appropriate, you know, because you could, like, you can kiss your man. But, yeah. like, shifting feels like it's... Even even charged. shifting in cars, you know, if you're out cruising and you're shifting and shifting your gears in cars, it's probably illegal what you're doing, so maybe it's never good. Mm, yeah, mm. okay. Uh, we'll move past that, because that was number one, uh, but just behind them not involved in the kissing standing at the side respectfully with a guitar uh, is Fame Academy's Sinead Quinn what we should do is a, a Fame Academy power ranking because there's so many of them we'll, we'll kind of decide by the end of them all who's <laughs> the best and where they all come so we've had Snedden so far uh-huh. and now we've got Sinead Quinn. Quinn with I Can't Break Down still got Lamar to come and once upon a time on the radio I did a feature where I played this noise and you had to guess whether it was a lemur or if it was Lamar <laughs> this is off her debut album Ready to Run sounds inappropriate um, and yeah she was a runner up to David Snedden on Fame Academy where did Lamar come? Uh, oh he was was he further down? yeah might have been yeah. further down what I love about this is this isn't the typical structure and the chorus doesn't go through the typical expectations which at the time I remember her being like I'm not a pop star mm. and I never did hooks and now I've got to do hooks and this is kind of the best you're going to get out of me because I'm not a I'm not a Max Martin like she didn't say that but like she's like yeah. I'm not going to do it the typical way so there is quite a complex chorus in it but actually it's very sing-alongable once you've yeah, got yeah. it. It's actually a nice experience to sing along to. I think she acknowledged the need for things to be a bit more radio-friendly to make it yeah. properly. Mm-hmm. She'd said that before she went in, she wasn't into commercial stuff, but she loves lyrics and she wanted to work on that and yeah. make it more commercial. And she said, I think the hook is very important. And here, I'm, 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 glad, she's, I'm glad she can walk the walk the way she talks the talk because... Mm-hmm. 
like lyrically and the hook especially brilliant yeah really good really really good it's I, a great chorus tight structure it's memorable it's got a big crescendo in it nice mixture of instruments yeah she's good I like it I think if anything the down point of it is actually her voice is too feisty in her first verse mm. and the production to doesn't there. the production needs to come up yeah. or her voice because yeah. her voice does her voice does grow generally across it mm. so I don't know if she started too hard or whether the production just isn't strong enough but there's something mismatched in that first verse Yeah, I think the strings come in that are lovely high lovely strings um, she's got some really nice high notes as well and now oddly in my old age as I've watched it back she reminds me of Michelle Pfeiffer in a weird way yeah and I had never seen that before yeah. what, was, what was my experience of Michelle Pfeiffer maybe I've seen more Michelle Pfeiffer stuff since Fame Academy than I'd ever seen in my life because I would never have chosen Grease 2 um, no. I like that one that takes ages to go anywhere and then the last 20 minutes is mental with Robert Nero um, is it The Family or something where they're like this mafia like a crime family film pretty much they, yeah. have to, they have to live in France and it's her out of glee and I don't even know who the brother is but he looks like a guy in a bat he looks like a guy out of pigs 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 um, <laughs> that I used to work with but yeah th- so that's like a really weird boring film and then it just starts to happen towards the end there's another film like that she's in um, she's in the film Mother with Jennifer Lawrence it came out about five years ago but um, yeah so the whole thing is that like she and her husband move into this house and um, she's very protective of the house. He kind of keep he's trying. He's an author trying to write this next book, mm-hmm. and he's having kind of writer's block. And then these two people show up, and it's one of them's Michelle Pfeiffer, ones I think Ed Harris, and then their two sons come along and they're fighting, and the house just kind of descends into chaos. And like Jennifer Lawrence is trying to like hold it all together, oh. but then by the end, it just like the family, but probably even more batshit just descends. Mm. What's, oh, the, what's the one that it, Michelle Pfeiffer's in where she has to turn the tap off with her foot because she's paralysed in the bath and drowning oh. is it Harrison Ford oh, I don't know. Um, oh it's, re- it's like it's a horror mm. um, I guess it's where people are going to be screaming at their phones right now tweet us yeah let us know what the crack is but yeah she did Quinn it's so <laughs> weird that like I see all of these things now and at the time I didn't know just because you're 19 and maybe you don't know as much about the world whereas now I can see it um, I've got blonde Jerry Halliwell on my notes do you? Let me, yeah mm. Weird. So yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a little. There's a thing there too. But she looks like just some of my general friends in Northern Ireland. She looks Northern Irish, yeah, in a strange way, but well, doesn't. She looks like indie Northern Irish, yeah. Um, but weirdly, she's got. So all the things that she said about the way that she constructs songs, I've seen this and experienced this in. You know, in working on an uh, independent radio station, I find certain things are the same in other tracks from people from Ireland, and predominantly Derry. You've heard of Sook. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. So yeah, Soak's yeah, from Derry and Soak is not similar in style to Sinead but like you, I, when I listen to Soak's tracks I can hear that they've been told certain things about music when they're growing up and it mm. must be like the Derry attitude towards fame and fortune and go and play at the Nerve Centre and all of this kind of crack. The Derry songwriter's book. Yeah. <laughs> and then who else? There's somebody else. I've got somebody called Ro at the moment who's very right. similar ROE mm. um, who's starting to make waves and could be big in a few years time but I noticed it too because I remember then I was comparing Row and Soak and then I've been, now Quinn. that I've got now I've whipped Sinead there's back a, out there's again. a good link for your chart there I remember Sinead Quinn mm-hmm. and they're all like yeah mm-hmm. nope yep. <laughs> fame academy what yep and then we'll go on to we'll go on to my current season winners Nadine Coyle also from <laughs> Derry there we go wow, we've got them all in this work. one conversation yeah, what about yeah, D-Ream <laughs> things can only get better Peter Cunna <laughs> also from Derry anybody else from Derry that's Scott McGurty. He's from oh. outside of it. Yeah. 
Um, yes. No, I, I, I didn't recall this particularly. I did watch Fame Academy and I did know who Sinead Quinn was, but I couldn't think of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll mention Story Loads because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know why it keeps coming up, but you've seen Sinead Quinn in a shop, haven't you? Which I shop have. is it again? It was called Foster's and it was in Foilside in Derry and uh, I think she was in buying a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. And this is when she was really famous. So Gosh. what was really strange was this, now, this song had probably just been out. Oh wow! Okay. I was, was going to say. Fresh this was. I was going to say, was she still famous? Because I don't think she's famous. No, she anymore. was still famous still because famous. I would have had to have spotted her, and I wouldn't have spotted her if she wasn't still famous. Mm. You know, really. But why was I in Foster's? It's not even like wasn't even a very big men's section. I think I'd go up some stairs. There's probably a good mm. chance I spotted her and then stayed downstairs to be nearer. <laughs> oh my God, Janine. Oh, do you know what happened to me? I haven't told you this either. <laughs> Weirdly, because my life's just so strange. So a few weeks ago, went swimming because I go swimming every Monday morning with my little boy mm. and um, was in like the bubble pool thing um, and then pops in beside me is Chris Ramsey. Oh. So I'm sitting chatting on with Chris Ramsey for ages. Been like, hey, hi, Chris. I know your wife, Rosie. And I hadn't spotted him either. And then I realised that like, everybody else in the swimming pool had spotted him and Mm. all parents were playing with their kids and the kids' back were to us but the parents were all facing yeah. us because they were the parents are playing but like with the hands over this side and they're yeah. over like that but then I, was really so, I was so distracted Felix has taken off his floaty jacket while I'm doing it <laughs> oh and has God. decided to jump in Felix has drowned and you're like oh Chris yeah, and then I was trying to chat to Chris and it's like I've got to let Felix jump in so that he knows how hard to kick to get back to the top so I had to let him kind of come up a little bit but um, yeah it was so, so that was my, my crack chatting on with him and blooming is he nice hot tub yeah, I've met him a few times. He doesn't remember me, but I've produced one of his radio shows and I've met him at a Christmas party because when Rosie worked on the same station, mm. he came one year, and this is before Rosie was famous. But yeah, it was good crack, but I've never really seen him drink. But um, I forget how loud famous people are, you know, just naturally <laughs> quite loud, yeah, whereas yeah. you might think we're loud. We're not loud, oh, whereas not loud. Um, I'm not that loud and I like to be quiet. Yeah. Whereas like he, his voice does carry a lot and, mm. you know, it's very much you're very much aware that there's somebody special in the room whenever he, all he was doing was going up the slide and getting down and then playing about but you're really aware that there's somebody that's loud there mm. um, but he's lovely like he is really nice and he's, he's always been nice whenever I met him I saw Chris Ramsey perform at the City Hall years oh. ago and I fainted during the show oh, but, like in ma- but like in my seat Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That I was passed familiar. out for like ten minutes. The thing finished, and I was like, I was like, I was with my dad, and I was like, Dad, I fainted during that. He's like, What? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I just fully passed out, but like in my seat, so I was just like slumped like that. Yeah. And eventually, I've come back around again. Oh, that's amazing. Must have been dehydrated. I'm drinking a water. No, that's a crack. I did that a few weeks ago at a well, I didn't at a full blown seizure where I passed out um, at a child's birthday party oh. in front of all of the parents from the nursery. Uh, which was very interesting because apparently for the first time out of all of these my body decides to shake and also groan oh. at the same time so I think I um, I scared quite a lot of people in a very short space of time Good. Um, which was interesting but yeah look at welcome, us just passing out welcome to the real world parents yeah. this is um, what it's like mm-hmm. I think the kids were terrified to be honest oh god yeah unfortunately that's uh, that's all we get actually I think it will be. Yeah. It will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, so this is this, this is the first single. The I think the second one didn't do anything. The album got to number forty eight, and she got dropped by Mercury Records, yeah. unfortunately. But there's still plenty more Fame Academy to come. Uh, in terms of the Fame Academy Power Rankings or the FAPA, F A P R. Oh, is that not a rude word? As as uh, is it a rude word? In terms of the FAPA of the Fame Academy Power Rankings, uh, it is a rude word. Yeah, like FAP is like wank. Oh, is like, that right? Fap, okay. Fap, 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 fap. Like, Why like, who on, makes on that a mat, noise? On a matter of pig, like fap, fap, fap. That's. Does anybody I'm going to get a text from you and I go, oh my god, it is! When am I going to have time <laughs> to do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so in terms of the fapper, 
the power rankings. Uh, who is your number one currently? Do you think Shanae Quinn takes David? Currently? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it does, actually. Yeah. yeah. There's more to, There's more of them to come. There's, I know there's Lamar. There's a guy called Ainsley Henderson. I'm not remember. And there might be more, but we'll uh, we'll find out soon okay. enough. They'll be everywhere. Like like the um like the clap <laughs> that Sean Paul wants to protect those young ladies yep. from. Uh we'll move on. Uh, the last time we heard from the Ableton sisters it was because of an edgy pop rock track which some try to shake off their girl band roots only mm-hmm. to be beaten to number 1 by Atomic Kitten. Yeah. And therefore it makes sense that if you can't beat them join them. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. This is don't worry. Don't worry. This is off the debut album Everything's Eventual. It's the second single, more commonly known for being a soundtrack to Galaxy advert yeah. for years yeah. and years and years yeah. and years. I put this on and I was just like, God, I'm hungry. Really? Yeah. No, oh, not, not really. So strange. Well, no, I think ge- generally though, I'm I'm very perceptive to advertising. You know, if yeah. an advert for KFC comes on TV, mm-hmm. all I can think about from that point is KFC to the point where I have to order KFC. Oh, well, well. Like now that I've said KFC, but actually, you know what? On, on KFC, right? I've got a theory about KFC and other fast food stuff. Since like Uber Eats and Deliveroo and stuff, they've all gone downhill, big time. What because, food has? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. so. The quality control's not there. It's just been shoved out. It's no, it's no. Pro- I've got no slight against the staff. You know, they're doing they're doing a good job. I can see they're doing a good job. But there's a whole other side of it now. Is like there's delivery drivers in there being demanding. Like I've got, you know, come on, hurry up. So stuff's just getting sort of thrown out, like mm-hmm. as in like thrown over the counter. You don't really look in the face anymore. But I don't, I'm not, you know, it's not nothing against them. I just know that the, the, you know, if it was me in that job, I'd probably also be like that, right? But KFC, you've got adverts at the minute being like all these imitation chicken shops trying to pretend to be KFC. They've got like using the same font, using the same, you know, something fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what, right? I've been in so many chicken shops that are better than KFC that are nowhere near the success. I was in London recently for a football match. They drew 2-2. It's not bad. First game of the season. Not Still fine. means chicken though afterwards. Yeah. Well, I got chicken before. Oh, did you? Um, I was in Aldgate because they've got a classic football shops, f- f- classic football shops. There's a football shirts shop there and there's a chicken shop called Chicken Run. <laughs> and I paid three fifty. I got some nice wings, nice crunchy chips, Good portions and a drink, three fifty, and I felt satisfied and I felt like I'd been looked after properly. KFC you pay twice that for less food and it's not really good. Um, I've got a factual KFC from this week. We didn't have any food in, Felix wouldn't go to bed, and then we don't love getting stuff that late at night because it's after nine o'clock, whatever, but our options are to do a Domino's because they'll deliver within twenty minutes. But mm. Domino's prices have gone up, their minimum mm. orders have come up, they've removed mm. my discount code. Um what's my other quick one? McDonald's, but I don't find McDonald's a very good nighttime tea no. because you burp and you're hungry. Yeah. And our other option was KFC and I ordered a Zinger tire box meal and it came and it wasn't zingered or tired. Um, so I put in my complaint with Uber and then Uber responded just saying thank you for the feedback. There's nothing we can do about yeah. it. So I've paid for a plain chick, I've paid for a Zinger box meal and got like a plain chicken burger mm-hmm. practically. And Do you remember? Yeah, it was just a bit disappointing. We were recording the podcast. We've gone way off topic, but that's fine. Um, we were recording the podcast. We had like Christmas ones to do, and we recorded food to the studios. And we've got like things you could dip, like nuggets and like mozzarella things and you know stuff. 
I've got no dips. So you you, oh, you, yeah. you complain to Uber saying I got no dips, and they go, well, we'll, we'll, we'll refund just... you for the dips. Like, well, that's di- no, mm-hmm. I spent like twenty quid on food. Did they food refund like, me for the dips? I don't know. Did they? Don't well, think they so. I want my money back from me. But that's I like all I can refund is like twenty back. pence for a pot of sauce, as opposed yeah. to like all the food that we had to have dry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's Appleton. But yeah, but like that actually, <laughs> the song made me not want to eat Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Uh, like, did the Abbott was overexposed? Did it was on too much? Yeah, potentially. Do and I'm trying to think. Did I have a? Do you have an Appleton issue? Were they a contender for something? Like Pure Shores is brilliant. I love Pure Shores. You know how I feel about Pure Shores. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't first on Fantasy. What was the last one? Was it called Fantasy? Yeah, Fantasy. Da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, whether they do the yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like this is this is. Not, I, I, I think I'm just still angry at Wikipedia. Still calls them Canadian. Um, no, they're not Canadian. Well, they're British, aren't they? But they are. Their parents are Canadian, are they not? But they were oh. born in Britain. But it calls I them Canadian. No, I think they're British. I never heard them talk, apart from in. Oh no, they've got lovely voices. They're proper posh. Yeah, that's how they speak. But this, this actually, when you listen to the progression of this, weirdly, in one of the in the last podcast, you mentioned William Orbit. Is this produced by him? Uh, I mean, they've worked with him before, but I don't know if it's. I don't. I didn't see his name. My notes here are like a per man's pure shores. Well, I would never have. Well, I think, okay, if we're, if we're calling it as something pure shows, I'd say it's a very poor man's pure, pure shows, because that song is elite. Yeah, it is, And this yeah. isn't elite. It's fine. It's a bit of a snooze, albeit like a nice snooze when you've got like, you haven't got to set an alarm clock the next to wake up. Like, it's just like, you yeah. just, just drift off and like, just at some point you'll wake up and it's like, oh, that was nice. Reminds me of like, you know, like, what was the theme tune to Shipwrecked? Was it like more cheaper or something like that or one of those kind of things? It's like that, but again, not as it's not filling that gap either. But I like the guitar in it. The guitar is good. I think there is a decent hook. I'm just waiting for it to do something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do uh, something. Yeah. I've I've got about the bridge, and the bridge is the best bit. But I wish it built up to more. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's definitely room for this to go a bit bigger, like a bit more guitar, a bit more bombast, and um, it didn't really go there. It's better than the sort of Atomic Kitten sludge. Yeah. And it's a bit more of a vocal showcase with stuff going on, which Atomic Kitten just became not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a bit of a... Yeah. It's definitely a step back towards All Saints for me. After, like, Fantasy felt, like, different. Yeah. Whereas this feels a bit more like it could easily be, like, a All Saints solo... Filler. Filler, yeah, like, mm-hmm. part of the album, you know, like, album track. Yeah. Oasis influence in there as well. Mm-hmm. Whether intentional or not, I know Nicole and... Liam are, you know, bonging. Do we want to go from tons of apples back to KFCs? Because maybe KFCs are a bit more interesting. Yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. Uh, right, we'll end off the episode with not one, but two tracks from Blazing Squad. <laughs> uh, the first of which is uh, hilariously called, because they're all 16, Reminisce. Whenever you were 16 and you'd reminisce, this is yeah, about being 15. It is the double, yeah, double A side from the debut album in the beginning. You've got like Nelly and Kelly plinky plonky bits, yeah, very much musically. So, yeah. It's um, a sample. It's a, it's an 80s sample from an American funk band Zap. Uh, the track is called Computer Love. From 1985, when they were all like minus. So nine is five or something. We said so. We said that Big Brothers were circus, yeah, and then they went to theater. Yeah, this is going to bad school production. It's as if like it's, it's a bit like a from, Mean Girls scene, yeah. and as if they're on stage at school and they've had to like 
pull something together themselves to do it as a talent <laughs> show. It's like an audition for something. Yeah. And like, I really, I really, really, really want to like Blazing Squad. And I think my wife loves them. And because she loves them, I just love them because there must be some merit and stuff there. But this, <laughs> this track, when I watch the video, it is the actual definition of secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. Like, I really, well, and you stood behind me to watch me <laughs> I know, watch it. I know. <laughs> And then <laughs> there's, just, there's just certain bits so I, I wanted, watched more than I wanted. There's certain bits I wanted just to see again with yeah. my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you say that they've gone from like you know Big Brothers have gone from you know uh, circus to pantomime. Video wise, these have gone from car park to car park to car park. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just so similar looking. Like just kind mm-hmm. of like street, yeah, cars, lads. They don't. They all reek of posh school boys trying yeah. to be cultured, and they're not. And I, I feel like I want to go in and I really want to find out what they're all like because I still believe they'd be living their PR instructions of, mm. no, you pretend you come from this. And I'm like, do you really? I'd say, how many is there of them? So like eight or nine or something like that? In in the song, one of them says, me and my nine friends. Okay. So I believe there's ten. I would say, statistically, there's probably going to be two rough ones. Yeah. But actually, I do think the rest of them don't come from as much of a deprived background as it would lead mm. you to believe. And I just hate that about the music. Flavour otherwise known as Tarquin. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. Uh, but, it, like, but like, how did they get a contract in the first place? Whose dad worked for the label? You know, that sort of yeah. thing. Which one of them's got the connection there? Oh. Um, yeah, reminiscing as a concept for 16-year-olds. I just think like... And I'm also confused by the timeline of it as well because they're reminiscing about like love making and stuff, but they're all 16. And there's even is a little... puppy love? Is this like S Club Juniors kind of a thing? <laughs> Is that kind of heavy petting allowed at that age or younger? Because because right, what so was that? Sixteen. So, 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 so they are yeah. six. Well, I know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are sixteen, right? They're reminiscing, yeah. which means unless they're reminiscing about the same year, which let's like no, that, that's not reminiscing. That's literally remembering, not reminisce. That's remembering yeah. what you had for your tea. Right. Let's say it's fifteen or younger. There's a lot of talk here about kind of. Let me get the lyrics. I'm sure it's 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 kind of talking about like kissing and like sort of fondling and stuff. Like, is that sort of stuff allowed at that age? I don't really know. It's not allowed, but you do it. Yeah, but there's a lyric towards the end where he mentions that he's 16 and they can't do that. They can't, like, shag because mm-hmm. they're 16. Although, like, legally, at 16, you can. You can with can. 16-year-olds, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, at least now there's a reference to the fact that they're underage because there hasn't been anything like that until this point. Well, because at one point in the lyrics, they're in a pub. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a pint. Or so are they reminiscing in reverse? I have no idea. They, is it like a Back to the Future thing where is they're kind of they're in the future but reminiscing about the past from the see? I'm confused. I have no idea. I've got no idea. I, I I can listen to it if I block out what they're saying because the flows are like standard. You know, it's uninteresting. You know, it's kids, so you're not ex- you're not going to expect like you know really complex things. However, we'll get to the next song soon, which maybe defeats that point because they are doing like fast flows and stuff here it's very kind of that's the kind of the flow you know there's nothing really interesting going on but the beat is quite nice it does sound all right it's still a bit sort of twinkly you know kids bop twinkle twinkle little little gangster sort of thing but the way they talk about make love and stuff like that like as if it's like lovely Ah, I'm just confused by the whole thing. The reason I was standing behind you, and if people watch the video, go about halfway through, the ginger guy, whose name, I'm not sure. I think his real name's James. I know his real name, but not his rap name. Bling. Let's, let's call him Blingy, right? He's talking about a crazy night involving 20 girls in the back of a truck, 
and then one of the mates comes across and goes the back of a what and he goes yeah I said the back of a truck and it's just like the way he like <laughs> he looks and there's a glint in his eye of like reminiscing as if he's kind of like thinking back to a fun time going like yeah I said the back of the truck and she's yeah. like watch that bit back and tell me it's not fucking hilarious it really now sounds like there was no love making going on but at 16 in the back of a truck with 20 people it really just sounds like it was an accessory to human trafficking you know yeah <laughs> and he, you're like hanging down Dover Port you know like <laughs> The noise, no, he does not think Blazing Squad are involved in human trafficking. No. <laughs> um, yeah, CGI video, like, you know, are you telling me there's nowhere in London that looks like that? Or anywhere in the country that looks like a disused thing with some burnt out cars and stuff? <laughs> there's really nowhere they could have got to really shoot that as opposed to having, like, shonky shit. You could have even just gone to the Meadowell in Newcastle, yeah. I thought, here. You know, like, at any given point, something would... there was on fire. You <laughs> saved your film budget. <laughs> I would have welcomed Blazing Squad to Biker with open arms, mm-hmm. age six. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the way they all sort of sit around looking menacing or trying to, it's kind of like reminisce or else. Yeah. Damn it. No. One thing though, we've still barely heard Kenzie, and I, I gather he's the famous one. He's on he's Big the Brother. He's the famous one, yeah. But I haven't. I don't know what he sounds like. No. Has he got like a Dave Beckham voice where he's like, "And I'm in Blazing Squad, and I love to rap." I don't because I've never heard what he sounds like. Weirdly, I've did... just sort of seen him. The camera kind of lingers on him, but he never. Dave doesn't speak like that anymore, does he? No, he's a bit more kind of grown up now. Well, because weirdly, last week I was saying to somebody, "Have you ever watched Ali G?" And they're like, "What's Ali G?" So then googled it, and the first thing that came back was. Um, Posh and Bex's interview yeah, yeah. and then he was like he hasn't really said anything yet and I was like I know because she was the famous one mm. and I'm like well no he's the famous one I was like no she was the famous one <laughs> like she was really 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 famous she did the talking and then whenever he did say stuff and I forgot that he sounded like that because he was like yeah. he was like that in the interview it was dead odd it I think so he strange. sounds a bit more but I don't know Kenzie I don't remember I don't know um, I don't re- I don't remember it that like that I wasn't into there was something really inauthentic about it yeah and it just yeah. didn't work and it, like at least with S Club Juniors <laughs> it is only one step up from Mickey Mouse Club yeah you know that's fine that's what it is and that's it whereas there's something about this still being one step away from Mickey Mouse Club but thinking actually what they are is like you know three steps down from Compton like they think that's what yeah. their life is and it really isn't They're it's just the like, Mickey Mouse use club it's the Mickey Mouse ones that never made it and yeah. somebody needs to use them for a different idea because they've all been promised something yeah so no because we've said things like uh, Kids Bop and S Club Juniors and that would hate that you know that wouldn't fly with their street cred shall I say some rap people names just to give them some more cred well, they get cred, like you said, they get cred back in the second song for a split second. Yeah, for this one, for so the sample "Computer Love" was also used by Tupac, Ashanti, Black Streets, Little Kim, Eric B, Usher, Drake, Neo, Wiz Khalifa. So there you go. Okay, they're in the same camp as actual R and B rap okay. royalty, but uh, mm-hmm. Blazing Squad not so much. Uh, speaking of inauthentic, here comes the second one. It's where the story ends. Uh, because you'd stood over my shoulder for the bulk of the first one, I was like, right, I can't <laughs> just force myself to go through the second one. So I did see some talent in this one. Yeah. I think their rap and pace was decent. The video had a bit more 
five closer to me vibes you know where it was like yeah, people yeah. singing into microphones and it was just it was a different pace didn't hate it as much I didn't I don't hate either of them I just can't really hate it can you because they're just little boys buy into it I just buy into this one a little bit more because at least they rap and we're seeing a bit of skill but did I listen to it all no No. I'd rather go back and just like listen to Sinead Quinn again yeah Um, this was squashed together with Reminisce because the band wanted to release both but the label didn't want to put four singles out so they put this together as like the third one Mm -hmm. if they didn't want to be labelled a boy band and, and, and and I'm not sure if they do or don't I don't know what their take on the boy band thing is because they are so boy band. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're doing, like, another level and this also has another level kind of... Maybe even the same sample. It could be the same sample as as, um, as Freak Me. It sounds similar. Yeah. They're a boy band, right? They're a boy band and this solidifies it because they've got the hallmark boy band cheap video where they're partly in the studio making the song or at least lip syncing along as if they're making the song even though they're probably not making the song they're just making it look like they are mm. and and so that's half it the other half is them doing like performing it in shopping centres <laughs> and meeting fans and stuff as if they're like Tiffany in that I think we're alone now <laughs> video which I would like if, if Blazing Squad covered Tiffany I'd like them a lot that more that was a thing wasn't it yeah like the, such a yeah, thing yeah yeah like we had pop bands come to our school and like they never did anything. There's a girl... I might have mentioned this before. There's a girl band came to our school and we had, like, an assembly and they performed a song and it was a cover of Be My Baby, you know, by the Ronettes. Mm-hmm. They performed that and, like, I think they gave out some singles and signed stuff and it was, like... I don't know why they came to our school. I don't know why our school were, like, yeah, we'll take them out of maths they can sit and watch these mm-hmm. three girls sing a song. But, like, we were all expecting, like, it, them to be big. But, obviously, because we saw them in the person, we're like, oh, they're really good. Yeah, yeah. they sang Be My... But, like, it... I, I, Nothing happened to we them. We called these English people that instead of like wasn't <laughs> bad English people. Yeah, yeah. Was like, <laughs> get out. They'd get these people. They're like box, like something like box fresh or square box or something. I think you'd call them. <laughs> and they'd come and they would do like political stuff oh, and nice. teen stress stuff. And they'd come in and like act stuff out. And they'd be really good, mm. but it made no sense because like the issues that our young people were facing were not the same. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I came from a school that had one person at thirteen get pregnant. And then there wasn't really that mm. to the same frequency as what there was over here, you know, really in England. But yeah, we got these people that would come over and they would like act stuff out and do things in our assembly hall. And we'd be like, it would be brilliant to watch. But like, I think they were expecting some sort of like massive learning epiphany from yeah. a lot of us. And it just, it wasn't there because no one in my year at that age was, nobody was doing drugs anyway. Yeah, Nobody was, it was too small of a town to smoke because you couldn't get the cigarettes because everybody <laughs> knew you yeah. and there was nowhere you could kind of go and yeah, it was you sat there like yeah great but like what's your take on the Irish border like come on yeah uh-huh. like, like that's not re- like you're, if you're going to be relevant like you know yeah. are you pro or anti you it's know? kind of also you're English and you know that you're about 300 feet away from an Irish yeah. school and they'll get While you someone's <laughs> fucking sharpening the <laughs> they'll knife they'll get you <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've um, seen the opening thing you've seen the opening of Derry Girls like why is he making that funny noise he's English or that they speak like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, Blazing Squad. So the title's called Where the Story Ends, which makes you go like, oh my God. I was hoping it was the last song. Is it the last song? Do we get more? What do we get? The um, the second album comes out in like literally a few months. Have we done Crossroads? Yeah, that was the oh, first that's one. the best thing. Um, what else? Did we get anything else of any? Yeah, well, so I know there's another one coming that's like not good. Oh. Uh, but we do get Flip Reverse soon. Oh, have we not had? All right, okay. Wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah, I see wah. you work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Let me. I want to flip, flip, reverse it. Come on, baby. Hooky. I love it. Hook yeah, points. it's great. Hook uh, but this is just not uh, any good, really. But I, I do like that there, there is a bit of flow and technique here. And it's kind of like if they are authentic, like if they are literally lads from, you know, like 
London who you know looks where they're looking at it's not a manufactured thing yeah then I'd like to think this is authentic because what we've seen so far is like you know just like slushy boy band ballady mm. stuff but with like a sort of almost kind of um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for just almost a kind of like a patronising kind of working class thing going on mm-hmm. and if they are actually all like you know lads from public school I don't know Tarquin squad I yeah, love it Tarquin squad mm-hmm. <laughs> blazing squad with a G <laughs> blazer squad yeah <laughs> Right, we've come to the end of another week with some pop tunes to sort into some kind of order and then it's some kind of winner into some kind of thing that could maybe knock off Girls Aloud. Is it here this week? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Scott? I thought it could be. And then we opened our mouths. <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. the case, isn't it? Us and our big yeah. dreams. And then actually, it's. I think it's It's quite a difficult one to, to break down because Appleton? No. No. Sorry, Blazing Squad, no. Big Brothers, no. Sinead Quinn, I can't remember it apart from I can't break down. So, and I lo- I know that I liked it and I remember at the time really liking it and I really read her, but for the memorable, I can't, I, I don't can think I can. I can still yeah, I still hum a bit of it. Tears, don't you fall. Oh, yeah. I still let go. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 you can't reach me. I can't break down. Strings. Mm-hmm. Do, do, okay. do, do. Yeah. yeah, still not making the pot, but top top of the non-pots. <laughs> That's on your show. Cool. So I've got my order. Okay. Um, I think in th- third place. Sean Paul, give me the light mm-hmm. and pass the draw. Just give me the light and pass the draw. What's another buckle Second place, Oasis Songbird. She's not anyone. She's not anyone. And Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River, as my winner this okay. week. Okay. Even yeah. though we've had the conversations and stuff about it, it has the, it has tainted it for me because I just didn't really focus on it. Mm. Really, if I hadn't up my mouth though, I, I do. St- I still think I've never liked the phrase "cry me a river," and I yeah. don't think I've used it very much because I just thought it was always very antagonistic. Yeah, um, nothing's going to get solved by saying that, is it? Really? No. But Justin didn't want to. By the sound of it, he wanted to be a dick. Yeah, and that's it. And I think it's you know if you if you are a musician and you're trying to be yourself and show people that you are being yourself, I think it's really good that he has gone. I'm being a dick. Yeah, I'm going to write a song about it, and yeah. I know I'm being a dick, and let's own it. Nice so one, something. Justin. Good lad. Um, but yeah, there are, there are obvious obvious other implications that cause a problem. But yeah, yeah, I'm there with it. What are you doing? Uh, it was nearly a one, but I'll make it a two. Okay. Yeah, two. Sinead Quinn. Oh. Breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one, Justin Timberlake. Okay. Cry me a river. It's also a Michael Bublé song, isn't it? He's got a Cry Me a River. Does he? Cry me a river. I don't know. I think nah. so. Anyway. Uh, so, Scott, you've got Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River, mm-hmm. against Girls Allowed, who I think if Justin tried that with Cheryl, would he, would not, he, would, he would not be writing a song about that. He would never write a song again. Oh, he'd write, he'd write, he'd write the song, but he would never see the light. Nah, his hand wouldn't be able to write again. No. <laughs> no, um, my Cheryl doing me proud. <laughs> oh, uh, your brother uh, be stepping on hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So 
Are we, do you want me decisions? Uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Drone. Okay. I did think Crimea River could knock them off. Wow. Because it's so grand and it is so brilliant. epic. Yeah. But since our conversation and the fact that I do think it's a bit antagonistic, I feel like we're in a similar area that I said with Destiny's Child Same a Name. Was like mm. it was a bit entrappy, mm. really. Um, but I, lo- I actually love that about it too. But I don't like that message being passed to people. I think it is a brilliant production, um, and I think ignore even the the mainstreamness of Girls Aloud. Ignore it. Listen to the down da down da da. Girls Aloud stays on. There's so much talent within that Xenomania thing that yeah. it, I think it deserves to stay. And I didn't think I would say that. I, I thought I was changing today. Wow. When I walked in. Really. I've got the reputation for chopping and changing. No, no. It's Crimea River and it's Justin Timberlake. Yeah, you know, is, is, J- Justin could take this at any point, and then we could hand, we could end up in future with a Justin Timberlake versus Lady Gaga when yeah. you start getting, yeah, you know, that yeah, that yeah. could be the fight. Is you there a better know. Justin than this? Well, we don't rock, know rock. because we open our mouths and then things change. But like Rock Your Body is Rock Your Body that's video the one, is really like Kylie the... Wow, isn't it? It's that big flashy yeah, light thing. Yeah. Brilliant. What else have you got from Justin? I'm still. Um, Sad that Senorita's not a top ten, mm, but I know you're not that fussed. No, sexy back. See, that's a brilliant song. Yeah, it's good. It is really the good song. The fuckers don't know how to. Is that what that says? I've only heard the clean version. Because there's two, there's two verses. One where he goes, "The mother Take boys." Take it to the bridge. Come yeah. Go. Go get yeah. Okay, uh, I'm done. What about you then? Where are you going? <clears throat> um, so you've got Sinead Quinn. I can't break down versus. Justin Timberlake, Crimea River is your choices. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Justin Timberlake, Crimea River versus Girls Loud, Sound of the Underground. Mm-hmm. Drone. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's absolute music genius, but I don't think I ever thought about it knocking off Girls Aloud until I have to right now. So here I go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, I think like, there's probably, there's probably like, you know, if you broke down Girls Aloud into sections on like a, like a multi-track thing of like separating each layer off you know like Girls Aloud there's a lot of stuff going on there but like Justin Timberlake it's so busy but there's nothing that doesn't work yeah it's quite a long song as well like it's, it's a it's a meal of a song it's like a full three course meal of a song of like hmm. structure lyrics like context stuff hmm. going on great performance Timberland you know my guy all of that points to it being the one, but I, I don't, I don't, and I don't think it is the whole Justin scandal thing that's stopping it. I just don't think it's the one. This is this is a gut, this is a gut feeling as opposed to, to rational. Look at you. I know. I've taught you well. Well, no, I normally go with my gut, and that's what makes me change. But I'm going with my gut here and not changing. Okay. But I can't really work out exactly why. Say the words. Girls allowed stays on. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, it, yeah, it's one of them ones. Normally, when they're tricky, but you don't realise they're tricky, you change. Mm-hmm. Or from my point of view, from my experience, I've gone, "Oh, I haven't thought about that." Oh shit, change. Mm-hmm. Whereas for that, I'm like, "Yeah, no, that isn't growth." From my point of view, it's just for this one, it wasn't mm-hmm. the one. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you picked three, uh, but you didn't pick the same three as me. So we've both got Justin. So that's one. Yeah. So which one? So you've got Sinead Quinn. Yeah, I've so got Oasis, Sean Oasis. Paul, or Sinead Quinn. Which one doesn't make it? Oh, um, there's plenty of Sean Paul to come. I think. Well, I liked, I liked Sinead Quinn. Yeah, you didn't love Oasis, mm. so I don't mind if we drop Oasis. Um, yeah, okay. Oasis have had enough success. Fuck them. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, Sean DePaul, Sinead Quinn, 
and then whatever won last week. Stole by Kelly Rowland. Uh, send us your things. We'll do our best to fit them into the podcast where we can. As I'm sure you can tell from what I've just said there, we are recording things in a slightly different funny way, but just because life's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting together once a week, it's hard. I've not seen you in four months. No, it's, we have seen that's, each other. That's not true. I'm just, that's not like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen each other in a professional capacity, as if this is professional, in, uh, in four months. You know, we've just been noshing greasy boners beside each other. Mm. Chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us as well. Hello at TNN. Hello at TNNpod.co.uk. Uh, emails, voice notes, that sort of thing. And next time, uh, Scott chose Christina Aguilera's previous single as series winner once upon a time. Can the follow-up wrestle the crown back from Girls Aloud? Ooh. Ooh. Plus another Fame Academy prodigy, dance music from all corners of Europe, and some pissing and moaning from Good Charlotte as well. I don't like Liam, mm-hmm. generally. 